Hi everyone, welcome to the BFR Link podcast. I'm Chris Deck. Blood flow restriction, or BFR, is a heavily researched, rapidly growing exercise technique in which compression is applied to the upper arm or leg while exercising. With BFR, one can get stronger while lifting minimal weight. Also, when we exercise, our muscles release over 100 proteins, which are termed myokines, that interact with and signal organs, including the liver, pancreas, and even the brain. As we explore the latest in BFR and myokine research, please keep in mind this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Do not use any information from this podcast without first speaking with your physician, physical therapist, or licensed healthcare professional. With that, let's jump in. Are you interested in becoming certified in practical blood flow restriction? Check out our website, precisionhealthlink.com, and follow the link to Wichita State University's online badge program. This is the most economical way to get started with blood flow restriction using equipment that won't cost you an arm and a leg. That website again is precisionhealthlink.com. This podcast is a summary of an article in the American Orthopedic Society for Sports Medicine, Spring 2017. The title of the article is Blood Flow Restriction Therapy, Theories, Science, and Current Clinical Results. You can find the article by typing this title in your browser window. I often use this article as it is by physicians for physicians. The first thing that we want to explore is the idea of hypertrophy and what that means for muscles. Hypertrophy is the increase in muscle mass or size Hypertrophy is not an increase in the number of muscle fibers. Rather, it is an increase in the muscle mass or size. Hypertrophy occurs when the muscle is stressed. And according to the American College of Sports Medicine, this is when someone lifts over 60% one repetition maximum. One way I grade 60% one rep max is that I tell the patient I want to adjust the weight so that they are able to complete the lift eight to 10 times, but no more than that. If they can do more than 10 repetitions, let's say they can do 12 or 15 without movement substitutions, then I'll increase the weight. Lifting 60% one rep max is often not possible or recommended for the aged, for those who recently had surgery, or for athletes recovering from sports. With blood flow restriction, people can have an increase in strength by lifting 15 to 30% one rep maximum. Doing the math, this means that someone can have similar results to heavy weight lifting by lifting only a quarter to a half of the weight normally needed. Keep in mind, strengthening with these lighter weights is only possible with blood flow restriction. So what is blood flow restriction? Blood flow restriction, or BFR, uses modified blood pressure cuffs or elastic bands that are placed around the upper arm or leg with the purpose of reducing the flow of blood into the limb and eliminating the flow of blood out of the limb. Our muscles use oxygen to make energy, so when blood flow is reduced, the limb begins to use up oxygen already in that limb. The muscles continue to try to make energy by using oxygen, 
But since blood is pooling in the limb, that supply of oxygen is getting less and less. With the lower level of oxygen in the blood, the muscles switch to an alternative method for making energy. This is called the anaerobic method. Keep in mind, the aerobic method uses oxygen, and when the muscles do not have access to oxygen, then they use what's called the anaerobic method. Anaerobic just means without oxygen. When the muscles make energy using the anaerobic method, other byproducts are created at the same time, most notably lactate. Lactate has received a lot of attention recently as it is linked to the release of growth hormone. As a recap, when the muscles exercise under blood flow restriction, the level of oxygen in the limb goes down and the level of lactate goes up, which leads to an increase in growth hormone. There are other key benefits that we will cover in later podcasts. This change in the biochemistry of the body is a significant and fascinating aspect of BFR. Another question is, is BFR helpful? One researcher, Abe, had 19 elderly men and women aged 60 to 78 participate in a study in which all walked for 20 minutes, five times a week for six weeks. Some walked with BFR cuffs on their legs, some with no compression at all. Abe found that those who walked with BFR had a significant increase in the size of their thighs and scored higher in a functional ability test. BFR is helpful with a number of exercise approaches. BFR has been studied not only with walking and cycling, but more often with weightlifting with the arms and the legs. It's common to add BFR to most exercises except for running and jumping. So who can benefit from BFR? Those who have recently had an orthopedic surgery, like an ACL repair, can benefit significantly from BFR. I've used it after knee surgery, including total knee replacements with my patients. Another population that can benefit from BFR are the elderly who are weak. Significant weakness sometimes is called sarcopenia, and BFR has been widely studied in the elderly and shown to be effective. In my practice, I often find that when I have an older patient who has been weak for years, BFR is the secret sauce to get them stronger and walking with better balance. So what are the risks with BFR? What about blood clots? Interestingly, BFR has not been shown to increase the risk of blood clots. What about rhabdomyolysis? The incidence of rhabdomyolysis, often termed rhabdo, is quite low. One study reported the incidence was 0.008%. It's notable that BFR appears much safer than other popular exercise approaches like CrossFit when it comes to rhabdo. There is a concern that with BFR, the muscle could become stronger than the tendon, causing damage to the tendon, so this is something that needs to be kept in mind with exercise prescription. In conclusion, BFR is one approach of many approaches to exercise. It should exist in combination of other exercise approaches. With my older patients, I often begin having them exercise with BFR, but then once they build up the needed muscle mass, I transition them to traditional weightlifting and aerobic exercise. 
Thank you for listening to the BFR Link podcast. If you enjoyed learning about BFR or the proteins released with exercise, please like this podcast and leave us a review. That will get the message out so that more people will have access to this information. Also, check out precisionhealthlink.com for the latest in how exercise affects specific health conditions and disease. If you are interested in learning more, check out our BFR certification course through Wichita State University's online badge program.